0: All right, right, Jr. Josh Roloff, back in the, the master studios, Gray Rock Realty World Headquarters, Old Town Square, what Jarsonian do we got? Jarsonian Institute. Oscar Blues, Jarsonian Institute for Awesomeness. Happy Hour Podcast. Josh is the Cheers. global leader and founder of Restoration Now Global. Sorry, I said global twice. <sighs> Co-founder. What's up, dude?
1: Man, it's good to be here again.
0: What's it been, like a couple months since we did a podcast? I
1: think it was in May. Yeah? Uh, I was just reminiscing uh, with a good friend, John Singer. He, uh, I was telling him the fruits of that podcast have been awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, one of your listeners came to the event that we gave a shout out for, June right. 22nd at Ascent Climbing Studio. Yeah and um learn more about what we're doing donated some money and picked up uh you know a little interest there with him in yep. his world medical world and now he's helping us fund a medical clinic in Honduras that's amazing yeah so thanks for doing that podcast <laughs> and thank you to we're that, that sh- anonymous guy that I won't name right now but, yeah we're going uh, to do, keep keep that rolling yeah man i mean i
0: think that's that's one of the coolest things that happens when when I talk to you is hear those little stories about you know basically making donors in in Fort Collins or wherever they are yeah the people that you meet like getting them excited and connecting them to like directly to some sort of effort mm-hmm. you know whether it be here in Fort Collins fixing a home or um, talk about talk about the medical clinic that that, that gentleman donated to, and like what that money going to go to, and what
1: that all looks like. And yeah, so it's the clinic that we're working on in rural Honduras, um, outside of La Ceiba. Okay. And the the thing that really like it's more it's more than like the money that's been donated for that is also his expertise in a field um, of like diabetic care. So the health clinic is going to deal with a lot of health issues, um, skin issues, tropical medicine type issues and people that just live with chronic skin problems. Okay. From, I mean, you're just annihilated by mosquitoes all the time. You're there's a hundred people in the last month that have died of dengue fever. Um, in, in that, in that, in Honduras. Okay. It's been a huge outbreak. Um, I mean, it's, that's a pretty big deal. Um, the, the clinic will also serve, um, there's a lot of sex education that needs to happen. Um, a lot of sex health issues that come up. There's a lot of domestic violence. Um, and then there's just like diabetic issues. And so this particular guy deals with a lot of diabetic issues here. So he's going to help formulate like what they're doing here. That's being very, it's very productive. Instead of just like a one-on-one meeting with a doctor, they're doing like round table. So there's accountability. And he was telling me about what he's doing here. It's like, man, there's a lot of crossovers of how we can do this out of this clinic in Honduras. Um, And then all the just water sanitation issues that need to be addressed from a health level. So we've gotten some good partnerships. Dr. Bronner Soap is going to help give us product. For these water sanitation projects, um, you can use the product and brush your teeth with it. You can clean your dishes. You can clean your body because um, dental health is a massive issue. So that's a, a good perk that you can use one product for all that stuff. Huh. Um, and you, and it doesn't contaminate water sources. Like so biodegradable or yep. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we we, we made that connection because we were soaking in that creek in Missouri with with Brett. Yeah. And the whole family. And I was like, uh, oh, we need to bring this stuff to Honduras. And he's like, I'm actually friends with one of the Bronners. Wow. So they had the, and I was like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he looks, why don't you call him? <laughs> and he did. And he's, uh, he's not part of the business. He's, um, he's not a, but, but he has, he has connections in the family. So. Really interesting connection there. So, but it all ties into like, how do we continually use these resources here at stateside? Yeah. For these needs overseas or right here in our backyard. And since we met, there's been a lot more clarity more than ever on how we're doing that. There's also been a lot of times where I'm like, what the heck are we doing? Why are we doing this? This is, you feel like you're beating your head against the wall. Yeah. Honestly. But then you have people step up, like this donor that came to to Ascent. Right,
0: and he's a doctor. He's a doctor. So he got really excited about yep. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of the interesting thing that I've seen with some of your donors is like there might be a particular thing that resonates with them, mm-hmm. like the doctor and-
1: um, Yeah. But how did we find him? Well, I mean through your podcast, but he came to an event at Ascent Climbing Studio, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, John, the owner there, really is, has really dialed into what we're doing. Yeah. We raised like almost $3,000 and then yeah. a lot of equipment. In an afternoon, climbing. Yeah. And then even through that, like, I met a guy there and he started talking to um, one of our guys from Honduras that was here. And he was asking about other aspects. And we started talking about trying to build an economy and the opportunity to start a mountain bike like tour company. Okay. Where you go through the villages. Um, and in, in the villages that you tour through, you'll also um, be involved with like helping build latrines, giving clean water, bed net, um, hopefully a like, solar lantern. And changing those stories. And I was talking to this one guy at the climbing wall. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I climb here all the time, but I'm really into mountain biking. Hmm. And, and he gave me a mountain bike to take down there. Wow. So the idea is like, if you come on a mountain bike tour, you bring a bike to leave, you bring uh-huh. some tools. Okay. And then, um, we'll be building like a water sanitation project around it too. So, um,
0: so your primary contact down there, what's his name?
1: Uh, it, well in Siwatapeka, it's, it's Kike and Edgar. Kike and Edgar. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where the climbing wall is being built at the community center there. Okay. And that's where the idea is you get kids in off the street to come in and climb or, or skate, you know, this little skate park we've been dabbling with. Um so descri- they have to do homework for like an hour if they want to climb for an hour. Okay, so describe to people like the site down there. Like The site is, yeah, it's urban. It's really cool. It's It's an old like coffee drying facility. That was in Edgar's wife's family. Okay. Um, And there's, there's a couple different buildings. So one of them where the climbing wall is, but then there's also this area that we're going to build out or in the process of to have a a wood shop, a metal fabrication and welding shop, and then hopefully like a 3d printer. And so you, you can start educating or they can start educating kids um, like vocationally. Okay, so
0: what, what does that look like? What, educating kids vocationally.
1: Well, so like as they get to know kids in the community, um, you know, getting them a skill that they're interested in, like like woodworking or construction. Okay. Or steel fabrication. Teaching them how to weld. Okay. Giving them a, um, like like an apprenticeship. A trade base. Trade base. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, and then it will allow them to be, have, an, have an edge into getting a job. Okay. And the whole idea, whether we're working here on a project or overseas on a project, it's, the main focus is how we can bring resources into different areas to reduce vulnerability and reduce the need um, to, to leave or to join a gang. Sure. I mean just give us the, the, like, the
0: confidence to yeah. like be independent. Right. You know, I feel like there's like so many kids even in America yeah, that like, I think that's why the trades like are coming back. You know, I think there's a lot well, of Well, they have to, they have to, I mean, nobody yeah. can afford to go to college. And then what do you do when you leave college? Right. Go to get your master's. But I think it's such a huge part of like the confidence you need as a young person is to like say like, I'm really good at this, you right. know? And Oh my gosh, I can make some money. Right.
1: So, so so we did a um a work day last week with um a school here in town it's all alternative it's an alternative school yeah tell tell people what school it is it's uh pooter community academy okay and it's, it's a it's charter, charter school right Char- um you know i don't know if it's a charter school i it's it's a it's a school where a lot of these kids have, they're, they're not going to go to they they can't go to another school from what I understand. Okay. And if I'm stepping out of my boundaries here, I don't, I don't mean to. Okay. Um, but a lot of them have, have records. Okay. Um, that would, um, that, that you and I don't want to have, a lot of them don't know where their family is. They live with somebody else or their family. I, who knows what the issue is. Yeah. Um, from what I've understood, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a last ditch effort to go to school. Okay. So I got to know somebody that's running a program there that is working really intensely with a handful of kids or young adults, like 15 to 17 years old that don't have any idea that there's anything outside of working at like a minimal wage job, like at a fast food restaurant, there's an, Nothing wrong with that, obviously, or going to prison like those. That's all they know. So they we've started to develop a relationship with them where they've started to see like, oh, well, we could help them figure out maybe a trade kind of you're talking about, like with uh, um, the youth in Honduras. It's like giving them that opportunity, giving them that confidence. So we had nine kids out on a job site last week working on a handicap access. So I had um, a construction company come out prior, um, Dawson Lind, um, or Lindy, from Lime Tree Construction here in Fort Collins. He helped with a lot of the structural issues, building a deck, like the framework, cutting into the side of the house to put in a door. Excuse me. And, um, And then these students came out, put the decking down, helped with some of the jam work, helped Adam Winslow from Winslow Electric do electrical work. And we had like a one to two ratio of students to skilled laborers wow. or skilled uh, contractors Yeah, working on this. Two of the students walked away saying, I want to be an electrician. And that was from Adam taking time off and Max worked with him and took a whole day off and spent time very like intentionally with two students that were interested in doing electrical work and construction work. And it blew their mind that like somebody cares about our future and wants to help us. Now yeah. I don't know where that goes from there. Right. But it could turn into like, how do we get these kids like a certificate where they can take it to a, another contractor and say, I've done this stuff. We taught job site safety. We taught tool safety um you know how to how how to work in a neighborhood and with and you know like in that environment with being neighborly and it was like one of the best days of a job site we've ever had that's awesome and so developing those links here on job sites with kids that need a skill need, need, need of education And then taking care of a need in the community, too. Um, You know, it's it's the same trajectory as what we're trying to do in Honduras. Like, it's it's the same stuff.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: Um,
0: Were you working with Lesher as well? Is there a kid from Lesher, or am I just making that up?
1: um, No. Uh, So that's a different deal. Okay. Um, It's it's a student, 10th grader from uh, Compass. That's right. Yeah. So at Compass um, Community School, they they have an opportunity to like let their students leave campus for a Wednesday and and work on whatever they want as an internship. So um, one of Davis Lowe's friends wanted to do an intern wanted to do an internship construction related. So he contacted me, came out to the job site, checked it out. And he's like, this is awesome. He's like, I'll do bookkeeping. I'll help with whatever. I want to be on the job. And so he started yesterday. And they have an advisor. And it's just cool that like this town has that stuff going on. Yeah. And and, so th- like, and that's just like <clears throat> sort of
0: an internship for construction management, you said?
1: Um, it's so like, all right. So yesterday, his day looked like he... Came out to the job site, helped us troubleshoot a wheelchair lift. The sensors were all jacked up, and helped sort that out. And and then helped with fabricating some more parts that we needed.
0: What do you mean fabricating?
1: Well, there were some pieces missing. We got this thing donated; it had been used.
0: Okay, this is a wheelchair lift.
1: Yeah, and okay. it had a few pieces missing.
0: Okay, so your your client is uh um was paralyzed from the waist waist down. Yeah, quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. Yep. In a wheelchair, he's yep. probably sixties or mid.
1: Yeah, sixty. I'm sorry if I'm wrong yeah. on that one.
0: Sorry, Tommy. Um, lives in Old Town. Has, you know, a house that he can he can get out of one direction, but if that direction, right. This is basically just he needed an alternate like exit in his house for fire safety.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. And so in the process of doing that, we decided um, like let's build a little deck off the front of your house so you can hang out and see your neighborhood Yeah, hang out with your neighbors and, and then do a lift down. And so, um, yeah, so that's what Dustin, I'm sorry, Dustin, Dawson, um, helped build with his crew, the structure and then, um, level and ready mix donated all the concrete. Um,
0: what's Dawson's company?
1: Uh, Lime Tree. Lime Tree? Yep. What do they do? Good Minnesota boy. Just like general contracting? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Remodels. Okay. Um, and met him through a block party, the Elevation Realty, um, Steve Ballmer's company that Steve Ballmer's on our board. Um, and introduced me to him. Nice. And he's like, man, I'd love to give up, you know, he, I'm pretty sure he paid his crew too for the entire day wow to volunteer
0: that's awesome
1: yeah that's that that's the kind of stuff that like wants you to stay in the game and push push this thing further right and so what was awesome was last week after we got the the lift in and the concrete's been poured and he can link to the front and back of the house now but he was out on his front porch and anna labetta across the street like walks across with the baby and they're standing in She's standing there talking to him. He's like, I've never been in this part of my yard before. That's, that's I can not paid this money for it. He's like, I don't even know what this front of the house looks like. Yeah, because it's real,
0: it's real steep. It kind of like falls away yeah, from the house. Yeah.
1: And so he, he's like, I can see my neighbors now. I can be neighborly. Yeah. His, I have a like, different life now.
0: His backyard's real private and backs up to the alley. And that's how he yeah. gets
1: into his van. Yeah. So you can live a pretty secluded life. Yeah. And here, immediately, within hours of building this, Anna walks over with the baby and's like, just hanging out you talking. Like I chat, took a picture of
0: it. Chatting on the front porch. Yeah. That's awesome. And
1: he like even grabbed his legs and put them up on the railing. He's like, I've never put my legs up on a railing before. <laughs> I've a, never had a railing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we built it so he could use it as a, you know, like a little bench. Yeah. Anyway. That's um, amazing. So, so yeah, um, this student uh, Ocean uh, from Compass, he's a rock star. He's like, today he had an hour. At the end of the day, he can go home or he can do homework, but he chose to do research on bed nets for the project in Honduras. Like how do we get bed nets in bulk to reduce dengue fever and malaria? Very preventable, like four or five bucks. Uh, But over there they cost like 10, which is a lot. Um, So we need to fundraise for bed nets to take over. Um, And then he researched some other parts that we needed for uh, the wheelchair lift that we're missing. So like that's what he spent time this afternoon doing on you know working on stuff here and for Honduras. It's like what and he he's this will be built into like his resume at the end of high school. That's pretty rad, that's super cool, yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's the one of the coolest things about what you're doing is just the way that you kind of connect people and resources together, and it's not like. I mean, restoration now global is, is an awesome organization, but it's like it's more about connecting, like directly connecting donors with people that need their help. And it's just, more of an
1: organism than a than an organization. You know, it's like it just is. symbiotic. Like we all it's you're just like the
0: you're just like some kind of crazy facilitator you know it's not like, it's not like your organization is just like its own thing that like works autonomously and like you know goes mm-hmm. in and provides the service it's like the service is like connecting people and money here with people and money here or right. people that need that help you well, know, I, here it, across the world it's, but it just like it just seems so efficient like you know a lot of organizations you see like i was looking at at one like um, non-profit you know they had gotten like a few million dollars and you know it, it was just 5% of their initial like endowment could be used for like the actual work that they do and I mean I guess that's because they want the fund to like exist perpetually and like, oh, be it's like a, yeah it's a, it's a foundation it's a foundation right, right, right. but it just felt like that's wow awesome. like 5% 5% <laughs> I mean, you know, it's cool. It'll probably exist forever. And so I, I think maybe there's.
1: I would spend every dime of it. <laughs> but. Like every dime. It would just be seems gone. like
0: something like that <laughs> compared to like how lean and mean you guys run and how just like. I mean, you just kind of like ninja stuff together. And I, it's just cool to see like people's. The money that they spend with you and that they donate, um, just, I just don't think it possibly could be used any more efficiently. Mm, that's, and so yeah. I think that's. Uh, you know, I think people always question that when they're giving to an organization. Right. Like, well, and, th-
1: and that's, you know, while I would spend every dime of it, um, if I had a million dollars, that's what's great about having a good board. <laughs> is that they, I'm not yeah. allowed to. Which, speaking of which, we, there's, you know, in the last year, we've been rebuilding this plane now in the sky for the last year. We're at a year now. It's kind of crazy. It was October last year. September, October last year is when we relaunched, when we turned Restoration Now into Global. Yeah. And um, we've, you know, so had let's new give, board members come on, which
0: has been awesome. Let's give people some context for that. So you, originally it was Restoration Now and you just worked in Fort Collins. Correct. You just were doing home renovation for people in need. Yep. Here in town. Right. And then you took some time off, kept remodeling properties, or you, I don't know, you kind of went all over the world. You, you got a vision for like, not just working in Fort Collins. You wanted the organization to be like broader. Yes. But still, still do stuff here as well.
1: Right. And then a year ago, injected all this, all these global ideas into the original organization. And, And, and really part of that was I think we talked about this in the last podcast is like we saw that we had resources here in this community to do it. And, and I, and I said that knowing that, but there were a lot of times where I just said that and I was like, Oh, how is this actually gonna, how is this actually going to ha- happen? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's just taking time and and reconnecting here on that level. And now like, yeah, adding board members that are, you know, that want to be involved. That's huge. Having events where people come out and get hooked into a project that they get passionate about. Whether it's you know the the medical work or the bike touring company, whatever it is, like they get connected because people have different interests and and we try and sniff those out or they just come to it. that's what's amazing. Yeah. Um and just giving people, it really is, it's like, you know, we're just kind of this avenue. It's an access to, 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 to pave the way for people like this doctor to really like, we're not the hero here. This, this guy's family is. They're the ones that are investing their hard-earned money and resources into this project in Honduras. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like a lot of that's what I was trying to kind of articulate earlier is a lot of times like the
0: organizations get a lot of the press and like, you know, but really, it's like, especially with this kind of an organization where you have a lot of different donors, it's not like one guy comes in and gives like a whole bunch of money. It's like, you have all these people, you know, shipping in what they can. And then you can be like, hey, guess what, this is going to buy a 3d printer so that we can make like lanterns and Honduras. So these kids can like read, read past dark. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which and, is not, just and, like... and not huff, you know, and not huff kerosene yeah. in the meantime, when Nicole and I were in Rwanda, we were looking at how to, how to do like a little solar station in a village or multiple villages where people could come and charge their phones, could charge a light, whatever it was. And now the technology has evolved so much. Um, to where we can 3d print this stuff really cheap and have it like a little solar cell per household or per person. I mean, it's awesome. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of technology that's evolved that's, that really furthers people's lives. Um, so like, you know, it's, when you, you were talking about like the, the organization or organism, I like to call it like even like through working with like Pooter Community Academy, um, this amazing woman that's like directing that project, getting kids to think about their future or help them develop their future, I guess I should say. They think about their future plenty. <laughs> that was really a, not a great way of saying that. Um, but she is she's the hero there. Like we just happen to have like some people that want to invest in that, in that context. And, and I sat, I sat down with these kids before we actually got out and worked on the project. And I was like, I don't know your past. I'd love to get to know you. I don't, I don't know how good or bad it is, but like you're a part of this community and you have an opportunity to, to give no matter what your situation is. Mm. And as, as Scott Lowe would say, and I don't know where he got it from, some Southern, somebody in the South, I don't know. says, we're all, no, I think it's like C.S. Lewis. It says, we're all turtles on a fence post. <laughs> and I told these kids that. And they were like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, we didn't get here on our own. We're all sitting in this backyard. This guy's a quadriplegic like what in the world, you know, and yeah. these contractors that are helping out and volunteers and people bringing food. Like they had no idea. Like they, they had no idea what to do with it. It was awesome. It's like <laughs> we're turtles on a fence post and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> so, it, but it's true. We have, you know, we all have an opportunity to give in some way, no matter what it is. Yeah. And I feel like that's what like drives what Restoration Now is trying to accomplish. Yeah. Giving those kids
0: purpose that way. I mean, you know, people are in tough situations and have had a hard life, you know? Yeah. yeah obviously, there's, there's times like when they need, you know, they need a hand up or whatever you want to call it. But I feel like even more important than that is giving those kids, like, opportunity to serve, you know? That's one of the most powerful things. That can get kids out of that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Th- those conditions is inspiring them. Right, right. So, and you're not inspiring somebody by necessarily just giving them something, you right. know? But, like, plugging them into something they can get excited about and feel like they have right. meaning and purpose is, is awesome.
1: Well, and it really makes the whole thing kind of come back full circle um, with just struggling for the last few months of, like I said, like what, you know, like, what are we doing, <laughs> you know, like what's, what's all, you know, making these connections. Cause like, okay, we're building a climbing wall. We're, we're working on this water project. We're starting a bike company. We're working on stuff here locally, you know, yeah. like keep up, <laughs> you know, like, but what do you um, mean keep up? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, like,
0: I mean, I, 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 I guess I understand what you're saying. Half the time I, I talk to you, like you're talking about so many different projects. Okay, right. Like we got to slow down, like rewind. You just talked to me about like 3d printing lanterns and then like a new bike company. And then I
1: can't keep it all straight. Right. So. But so, so the bike gets us into these villages. Okay. And so I'm, I'm working on a good buddy of mine who used to live here. He's a dentist. He lives in rapid, um, rapid city now. And, and he, he wants to come on a trip and, and mountain bike, and he's very interested in doing dental health work. So like, look at those connections. Yeah. I bring him down, he brings the bike down, we leave it, then they can start a bike company. But we're gonna tour through these villages that need all these medical and water and sanitation. So like, you can't do one without the other. The bike is just the segue into the project you know it, it it's it's what grounds it and it could bring revenue Because, like i don't want to just like throw money at the water and sanitation issues right. like we need to if we can if there's an opportunity the bike com- the bike company idea has come through working with the guys down there locally like there is an opportunity there it's not just like some gringo's idea. Yeah. You know, like let's just do this. But the, the culture of biking is growing there, especially in the capital city. And some of these cities like Siwa, Siwa Tepeque, which is mountainous. And there's, there's some industry there. Like there is an opportunity to build a company like that. And, and it's also getting like kids out on bikes or young adults. Like it's an avenue to get people out into the wilderness and get away from the city life right? right and and so then so then edgar and kike and then stuff that carlos is doing on the other side it's like it's an opportunity to them for them to build in relationally like being out in the wilderness and build into these kids lives it's like through the mentoring aspect yeah just like adam was doing indirectly or directly with these kids doing electrical skills like that's a me- that's mentoring. So it's changing this. It's youth that are going to be the focal point of changing the next generation.
0: So talk about like Kike and Edgar. People may not understand that you have like a local point of contact down there. Right. Yes. Yes. Who's like, we want to mentor kids. We want to start a medical clinic. We have land to start a medical clinic. We need like lanterns and solar panels. Like right. there's a lot of like, you know, th- you have context down there. Yep. Is there anybody else other than Kike and Edgar? Carlos. Carlos. And okay. Yeah. So Kike and, and Edgar. And
1: I don't want to leave out Kike and Edgar's wives because they are definitely a very integral part of it. Like okay. um, Kike and Ally and I'm sorry, Edgar and Allie, Kike and Belinda, they're, they're kind of a team okay. effort down there um, to change the the story of kids, young adults' lives to, to reduce vulnerability and desperation to like have to leave the country or, you know, like there's just no economy. There's no um, or, or prospect of an economy for them.
0: And so how are they in a position to have this kind of <clears throat> mindset where there, are they just like, grew up more
1: educated or just better opportunities like what what is their background like yeah they're they definitely they grew up with more okay. than most people down there okay um, I mean yeah there's definitely wealthier for sure you know they're not like in this Tupper this, or this this top uh, Escalon you know of people like it's they, they definitely they'll grew up like with their needs met and education and they could honestly be living anywhere they could get a visa anywhere Uh, in fact one of the guys has he's a dual citizen to the u.s Hmm. Um, but he's chosen to stay down there i mean it's home he grew up there but to really like but a lot of people if they
0: can are like i'm getting the heck out of here like oh yeah i'll go to the u.s and it's really it's amazing that he's
1: staying down there right to do this work right well and even like um at the rural site with carlos He's amazing. He he's um he married a woman from Costa Rica and when they decided to move they were living in Costa Rica. Um he was getting educated there and um his wife had an awesome job. It's beautiful, it's safe there. It's when he said he was moving back home his parents thought he was nuts. But then they've come around to seeing like what they're trying to do.
0: Hmm.
1: And you can't you know, we talked about this before. You can't not join in on that. Like, if they're willing to risk that, then, then so should we, right? Yeah. Um, even like uh, here, stateside, not to divert that attention, but like with the director of this program at Pooter Community Academy, like she's doing the same thing. She's building into these kids' lives. How can we not bring? resources to her you know yeah or like you know what what you know this high school student at ocean from compass he wants to be involved in stuff yeah we need to do this like you you know use his energy and youthfulness and passions to fulfill his dreams you know yeah it's so cool i mean he's he sat and wrote his own job description i mean we had some objectives for sure but i'm like what do you want to get out of this man? Right. Like you, you are putting your eggs in this basket. What do you want to get out of it? And we'll hear from him. I told him to do some mini little clips of what he's doing every day and, uh, and some mini podcasts, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, there's, um, you know, another, another interesting, uh, meeting I had today was with um uh a lady at Preston Middle School, south end of town. Um they have a um a program there called Engineering Brightness and I learned about them through um OtterBox. They funded this program through Otter Cares and Oh my gosh, like what they're trying to do with like their technology and resources there. Like there's a really cool collaboration that we're putting together with this whole idea of 3D printing lanterns in Honduras.
0: What do you mean the technology and resources of Otter Cares
1: or Well, they got money Preston from Otter Cares to buy a bunch of 3D printers. Okay. And they're building 3D printed lanterns with solar panels and sending them to developing parts of the world and they're doing it very methodically. They're not just like, first of all, if you want to send lanterns to developing parts of the world, just buy a bunch of junk on Amazon. You know, you can buy these things for nothing. But the point is, is they're doing it very slowly and methodically and like getting students linked with other kids in villages in Guatemala or Liberia
0: so you're saying just the fact that like the kids get to participate in the manufacturing of the lanterns,
1: is yeah. Like just... So so they want to teach me how to build these. So right now, um, I was just meeting with a, a good friend, and and um, he's really into tech stuff, and I'm not. Like I can barely use a flip phone, <laughs> you know. Like I don't know. You're getting, you're getting better. I'm getting I'm getting pretty good with my iPhone now, um, <laughs> but. But the point is, is like, they will teach me how to use one of these machines. And, and so it's funny was I was meeting with a friend earlier and I said, Hey, you know, this is something we're doing. And, um, we've talked about it in the past, but he wants to help with funding one of these printers and he brought up the point we probably need two. So if we need, you know, if anybody wants to help fund another 3d printer, but We can build then these 3D printed lanterns that these kids from these middle school students at Preston have already dialed in a lot of it. There's room for growth, but they want to hear like from people we're working with in Honduras or wherever it is, like, how can we make these better? How can we change this and that? But we could build them in country and then sell them to schools or private individuals or... Um, NGOs because if you give a kid a lantern then they can study at night like we talked about earlier so once again it's this cool collaboration with the needs that we're finding in wherever Honduras and having students here work on it I mean how cool is it if you have a Skype call between students here and like Fort Mayberry and like you know, community center in uh, urban or rural Honduras. Dude, these, so like, how's,
0: how's the lantern working? How's the lantern? How and and they're all that? learning
1: from each other. Yeah. You know, it gives, it gives these kids in Honduras hope. And then it also gives, I honestly, I think we learn probably more, <laughs> you know, these students are learning more. They're, learn, they're learning that like, wow, this is, I can flip a switch on, you know? Um, there's a lot of empathy built into it, you know, like there's, there's a lot that comes out of it. Um, so we're, we're going to start moving forward with how we can build this collaboration with Preston, um, middle school and see what, you know, see how we can partner on this sooner than later. Like hopefully I bring a 3d printer to Honduras and, in uh, November. I've got a lot to take down there now. Bed nets, a bike or two. How are you going to get all that down there? I don't know. you have to like ship? No, I'll just extra baggage. Carry it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, We were bringing on this cool, like goal zero battery bank system, like for, for the rural clinic where you can plug a solar panel Mm -hmm. into this block and it, like you get power off of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Goal zero is a company out of Utah that like, makes this really easy plug and play system. You can plug it into your wall and charge it, or you can plug solar into it. And uh, it'll be a good, like in between till we get our hydro project really dialed in there. So right now,
0: what are they doing for electricity?
1: Uh, nothing, nothing, not,
0: no electricity whatsoever.
1: Nope. Maybe I could, they bring a small little generator when they need to run like power tools. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they're doing right now. So we just shipped a bunch of money down there um, for the next phase of construction to go on.
0: What What's gonna be constructed in the
1: next that's, phase? That's the health education center. That's the, um, that's going to allow for us to have like a place for like the, the like like the diabetes health issues, the, um, all the different skin issues. I mean, um, so we're talking about bricks and mortar mm-hmm. for like the actual right, building correct. for the clinic. Yep. Okay. So it should be, that should be dialed in by the time I get down there in November. So you
0: think you have enough money to actually finish the, clinic? The uh, we walls have enough to,
1: we have enough for the next month or the next two weeks. Okay. How, and <laughs> that's, and that's hiring. And that's also like, um, yeah. Hiring, uh, skilled, laborers in the villages to do the work i was supposed to go down there right now but i was like you know i can my plane ticket money would high would like pay for a lot of people to actually do the work right like they don't they don't need me down there (laughs) but we do we i will go down for the next phase of site planning and um and then getting the the solar system whole thing set up so okay um, so you have two sites. One's two the, sites. the rural
0: acreage site. Yep. This is going to be the medical clinic. The mm-hmm. other is an urban site. It's going to. Is it have the climbing wall already? It's, or being, built right it's being built right
1: now. Yep. Okay. That's thanks to the ascent benefit we did. Yeah.
0: So, so what's the climbing wall going to look like? Like, I mean, we, well, we've all seen in, climbing gyms around
1: here. Is it just? How's it going to? There's work? an indoor part because of weather, obviously. But then they have this cool space outside that has these like really big brick columns that used to support a roof that may or may not have ever been built. I'm not really sure. Um, it's like an old, so it's a mul- multiple like stone and, or, or, or uh, cinder block, concrete and steel buildings that make kind of like this L shape. And then this negative space is where these big brick pilings are. And they're going to use that too for climbing, so they'll have some outdoor areas. And it's probably like thirty feet; it's a pretty good size. Okay. Um, so we had enough money from that event to for the wall structure, and then also to order through some pro deal stuff here, like with John Hoppen, like to to get um, you know all the anchors, rope. Um, a lot of the equipment paid for mm-hmm. and then, and some really good tools I sent down like some really good, like 20 volt lithium battery DeWalt system, like impact and, um, you can, and then concrete drill bits. And so they're, they've got some good stuff now. Sweet. So everything down there is kind of, it's, if it is good, it's like twice the money, like that mm-hmm. goal zero battery bank deal. They want like a thousand bucks for it there. And I, Got one like in an open box here for like three fifty.
0: Hmm.
1: So now I just have to try and sneak a 40-watt battery through customs. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be that big of a deal. <laughs> just put a blanket around it. Nothing, if I put like a rabbit or something <laughs> on top, just, to, just as a distraction. Why are you shipping a rabbit?
0: <laughs> I that, don't know where the rabbit should, came from. I don't from. know. You should try it.
1: <laughs>
0: Can't go wrong with a rabbit. No.
1: No. Uh-uh. So yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff like shaking down, you know, and it's, it's always like, I'm always reminded. I, I pulled up in front of my house yesterday, and, and uh, Eric James, EJ, EJ, he was at my house. He's, fin- he's working on his PhD up here, and he was commuting back to Boulder, the People's Republic, and um, he's like, dude, with his awesome accent, you know, dude where'd you get that truck? And I was like, somebody donated this. And there's a bike hanging out of the back. And it's like, nice bike. Where'd you get that? I was like, somebody donated it. It's like, I want people to give me stuff. (laughs) It's like, well, you live in Boulder. (laughs) But it's always amazing, you know, like what people get jazzed up about. And I love it. It's, it's, I feel like, extremely blessed extremely fortunate to like to just be like a like you said like a connector between this stuff you know
0: yeah you really are
1: um it's not you know it's it it, i'm inspired by it daily it's not it's not anything i'm doing i'm inspired by the people around here that want to it gives me like the cojones you know to like to ask because yeah. it doesn't hurt to ask. You can be told no. Right. And, and that happens yeah. often, you know, once in a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's cool, too. It seems like so many of the donations you get, you're able to say, like, this is going to buy this specific thing or this yeah. is going to be this specific project. Whereas I think a lot of times when you give to an organization, you're just like, well, you know what the organization does,
1: but you don't really know precisely where your money's going. Right. Right. And I've had people that have been like, I want all this to go to this. And then they really start learning about what we're doing. And they're like, well, if you need some to like feed your family too, that's awesome. <laughs> <Right>? Because <laughs> that, that is important. This. Let's, you know, yeah, these are all, you know, I was laughing about it with this, the director over at engineering brightness. And um, <laughs> she, yeah, uh, she, she was like, yeah, you know, you got to bring in this and this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I got to feed the family, too. Yeah, you do. It's it's kind of that, you know. There is that. Well, yeah. Well, I come up with all these, there's all these ideas, you know. And that's why, like, Scott Lowe, who's been on the chairman of the board for, what, 13 years now, just transitioned into being COO. And he's like, I've got, you know, like one idea for your 50, you know? Right. And, and then, you know, Nicole's like, dear Lord, could one of them make some money? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to figure out that part. Yes. Yes, you do. But that's pretty exciting too. I mean, Scott's in a different place in life. You know, when he came back on a year ago, it was like, we needed to have that co-founding position.
0: You got to have a co-founder. Yeah. And like we were talking about that startup Y Combinator startup incubator. They're just like, we only hire co-founder. We don't do hmm. any like single founded companies with one CEO. Right. We want co-founders and it's so awesome that Scott's coming on. Cause I think you guys, like I've said, this is like the dream team, you know? Yeah.
1: Some good synergy to figure all this out. Yeah. You have such
0: an amazing, like logistical, brilliant, you know, connecting people, um, Scott's a, like more of like the COO. And I think you guys are going to really take it to the next level. Right. It's going to be really cool.
1: Well, yeah, like the, that event that Steve Ballmer threw down at that block party. Um, and we were involved with it as a nonprofit. And we got to know Dawson, Lindy with Lime Tree. And he came out and worked. And then we also got to know a lady that um, is going to start writing grants for us. Yeah, it's like, awesome. You know, like to help fund, it was like we, are, we have to fundraise for these projects. We have to fundraise for the personnel too yeah. to be able to like actually do the projects. Right. And um, Todd Lyons has been stepping up with, you know, with volunteering often um, as a volunteer staff, very gifted construction guy. And we need to start, you know, figuring out how to, how to fund him. Um even part- time right to take on a lot of our local work, so then I can focus on the the international side and just the whole umbrella of the whole thing yeah, and I think you know the more
0: I think about the organization and like I just you know it's great, like one-time donations are awesome, but like those reoccurring like when people commit to like monthly, even if it's a small amount, like that's just. That's what really can transform an organization. Right. So they know they can like rely on that money. Yeah, long term because it's one thing to have these fundraisers where you get like a big influx of money, then that's great. But
1: the 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 reliability in the in the long term is yeah is massive. Yeah, Right. even like twenty five bucks a month is huge. If you had a thousand people doing twenty five thousand dollars, I mean twenty twenty five dollars a month. Yeah, twenty five thousand dollars. Right. I mean, I'm not. It's like, I'm no actuary. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're not. No, it's. But sustainably, it's massive. And anybody can do that. So it's, you know, that we need to push into some of those areas. Yep. Um, Yeah. Awesome, man. What else? Uh, We're going to do a. I've got to get the date. We'll have to do another blast out. We're gonna do a, a like a happy hour, get to know you event here soon. Okay, first beers on us. All right. We're gonna try and start doing those every four to six weeks, hosting oh. them in different places um, where you can come and learn more about just the organization, talk to board members, talk to volunteers, talk to people that are impacted, um, and just hang out and see if it's a place for. Um, anybody listening to get involved. Yeah. Um, that's been massive just to have those relationship contacts. Um, and, and and if you're already involved, then awesome. Cheers. Have a beer on us and brings, bring a few people, you know, maybe if you bring a few people, there'll be like a little prize. Maybe, I don't know. We'll figure that out, but (laughs) we'll get a date blasted out here soon. Um, and just start doing those often, yeah, opening us up to more funding sources is a massive part of it. Yeah, but like, also just opening it, opening the doors up for people to use their talents and yeah, gifts and time here. And I and I respect that time. Like, we want to we want to dial people in and have a a good outlet. A good I, time is precious, so like we want. <laughs> if there's a spot to be involved here we're going to we're going to utilize it yeah I think, good, it. I think
0: that's a good a good thing to, for people to know is like you're super accessible you love talking to anybody about what you're doing yeah. you know people can you can go to restoration now global
1: what's the website uh restorationnow.org restorationnow.org
0: yep um, <laughs> connect with josh you know if you are inspired by you know the stuff with the youth here in Fort Collins you know the youth in Honduras just how that all kind of fits together there's like you know anything we've talked about today if any of that excites you and you want to kind of know more and figure out how you could plug in like that's that's what Josh does he's like oh you are interested in this here's how we can plug you in yeah you know that's that's one of your many talents so it encourage people just to reach out and talk to you about that kind of stuff and yeah we'll get that we'll get that happy hour going and we'll keep doing podcasts thanks rj yeah dude
1: cheers buddy cheers thanks for listening everybody
0: keep on rocking